Jesus makes this statement in John and he asks a question to his disciples. Are you also going to leave? And I'm asking you today, are you really thinking about walking away? It's time now for the Autumn Miles Show. Your girl, Autumn Miles. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Autumn Miles Show. I am so pumped to be with you guys today. You guys, we are rolling some fresh stuff out. I hope you like the new intro music. I know we absolutely love the new intro music. There is nothing that gets me going than hearing a big old let's go. So let's go. Let's do this thing today. I am going to talk about something that is a little crazy after the break. And it's going to be good. It's going to encourage you. What do you do when God says something absolutely crazy to you? Because he does. How do you respond to that? What what is your initial response to that? We're going to talk about when God gives you something hard and says, believe for it. Okay. It's going to encourage you. I actually have no notes today. This is something that I shared at a retreat and I have no notes, but I really feel like God wants me to share it with you. What's God doing in my life? Actually, what is happening in my life? God is doing it, but it's also happening. My kid likes cats. You guys, I have, I feel like I talk about Haven a lot, or I have talked about Haven a lot lately. Haven just gives me so much material. <laughs> I just, I, she is always doing something, whatever. She just had her big old exclusive birthday party. But you guys, this child is obsessed with kitty cats. Now, listen. I don't like cats. I just don't. I think they're mean. I think they're judging me every time they look at me. I think, you know, when I walk by a cat, like I try to pet it and it like, like, you know, it backs up. Um, They're just judgy animals. Don't you think that? You think they're like kind of judgy and I don't know, mean? Well, my daughter couldn't disagree with me more. And she has asked me every day, as I've said before, I'm sure, mommy, can you buy me a cat today? Can you buy me a cat? One day we were walking on vacation and she repeated herself probably 300 times. I want a cat. I want a cat. I want a cat. I want it. That's what she did. Okay. I have told her we bought her a dog. We bought her the meanest dog of all time. Dolly Parton. We didn't know Dolly Parton was mean, but she is really mean. We have to protect her from people that come to our house. We put, we always have to put her up anyway. So we bought her a dog and I'm like, babe, we bought you a dog. No cats. Well, My sister-in-law has this sense of humor, shall we say. She's very funny. She's very witty. But sometimes (laughs) when those jokes are pointed at you, it's just really not that funny. Okay. So I haven't just had her birthday. And because my whole family is sprawled all across the country, Amanda we will send Amazon gifts back back and forth, you know, because I can ship stuff to their house for, for my nephews and my niece, and she can do the same thing for us. And so she was like, I'm going to buy Haven a gift. And I'm like, awesome. She would absolutely be so grateful or whatever. Well, what Amanda bought Haven was a bag of 10 cats. Yes, 10 cats. 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There are ten of them. There are stuffed cats. I said, she said, what is she into? I said, cats. So she bought them 10 cats. Now, this was cute when we opened it. Okay. (laughs) Very grateful for the cats. This was very, very cute. A cute little gift. 10 little baby kitty stuffed cats. Very cute when we opened it. But as time has worn on, This is probably the worst gift any of my kids have ever received from any person ever. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you why. Everywhere Haven goes, the child wants to take all 10 of her cats. We were going to church the other day. She literally, her arms are full. Five cats in one arm, five cats in the other. She wants to go to church. We say to her, that is not happening. You're not taking 10 cats anywhere. And then she has like, she's like, you know, gets upset and she's mad. She starts crying. She's like, Bobby, I want to take all the cats. I don't want to leave one behind. We leave no child, leave no kitty behind. Like it's like a whole thing. So we have to look at her and say, if you lose one cat, it's it like you're going to be upset about it. So it's a 10 minute process to get out of our house because we have to tell her you can't take 10 cats everywhere. Finally, I think she's getting that, but now I'm finding cats everywhere. There was a cat in my bed. There was a cat in our shower. There was a cat underneath our sink the other day. My husband has a cat in his car. There are kitty cats everywhere. And all I want to do is for these cats to go away. And they I think they're multiplying. I actually think, what is that show? Mike's my producer's in here with me. I don't know what show it is. One of the cartoons where the little ice people multiply. These cats are multiplying. I think they know that I hate them. And so they are are multiplying all over my house. I've been tripping over them. They're in the kitchen. They're in our pantry. These cats are everywhere. So here's the deal. Don't ever buy your niece a bag of cats because (laughs) your niece's mom is going to hate the gift. And I'm just saying I love Amanda so much and she doesn't even know I'm sharing this, but I'm sure she will. (laughs) She will soon. (laughs) These cats have caused us so much drama. But I tell you what, my daughter loves them and we love my daughter. And I'm really happy that they're stuffed cats and not actual cats because that would be a whole nother monologue, don't you think? It would be a whole nother what's happening in my world. Anyway, that is what's happening in my life, in my world. Y'all, I'm super pumped to come back from the break to share with you something so weird that Jesus said, but there is such an incredible message here. So catch your girl after the break in just a sec. I'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Autumn and I want to know family, what is God doing in your life? If you have a recent praise report about God's faithfulness, We all want to know about it. I want to know, my team wants to know, and your brothers and sisters in Christ that listen to this show want to know. You can share your story by emailing hello at autumnmiles.com or you can direct message me on Facebook or Instagram by searching autumnmiles at the top of the page. I want to hear about it, guys. Let's tell the world what God is doing in your life so we all can be encouraged by your journey of faith.
Hey, hey, guys, it is your girl back with you. Okay, so here's the deal. I don't have any notes for what I'm getting ready to say, but it's awesome. Okay, this is for those of you out there today that God has said something to you that sounds absolutely crazy. He said something to you that's crazy. It doesn't sound like it's normal. And he's asking you to believe it. This is what we would call a hard saying. And I'm going to go to this passage of scripture in a minute. I shared this. We have a staff retreat every single year. And we just came off staff retreat a couple of weeks ago. It was incredible. My staff is incredible. I know it's called the Autumn Miles Show, but it really shouldn't be. It should be called the Autumn Miles Team Show because it takes a village, you guys, to just put on the ministry and just do everything that we do. There's a, there's a lot of hands that are working super hard that all love Jesus for you. But we went on the staff retreat and I, I actually had heard this passage of scripture preached, I think about a year ago, and it was so good. And you know how you hear those messages that just kind of stick with you. This one stuck with me. But then over the course of, I mean, I don't know, you know, months and stuff like that, it just, the, the memory kind of fades of it. Well, in the last couple of months, I've really been studying the book of John. Um, I love the gospels. Um, but John is really rocking my world. Like every, every little, just, I just love it. Read it, read it, do it. You can do it. It's awesome. Okay. I came to John six and I was reminded of this message that I heard about this passage about a year ago and it stuck with me. It is going to be a little bit weird. But it is Jesus's word, you guys. And that's why I I just felt so compelled to share it with my team. I felt like God wanted me to really challenge them. When God gives you a hard thing to believe for, what do you do? I have discussed with my team, you know, a lot of stuff that that we share just internally in-house, I won't share publicly. We were all in agreement on this one. We felt like this one needed to come out to you guys just to encourage you personally. So... Here it is straight out of John 6. This is for those of you out there, like I said when I started, who God has given you something to believe, and it sounds crazy. It absolutely sounds crazy. And you're thinking, I don't think I'm going to stick with this God after this. I don't think I'm going to. I think I might just peace out of this whole faith thing. Stick with me. Listen to what he said. Okay, we're in John 6. I'm going to read to you and maybe give you some context to what is happening. Uh, Jesus just fed the 5,000. So congratulations to Jesus. He's God and he multiplied fish fish and bread. And he actually was showing everyone that he was the bread of life. If you go through the context of John 6, he's basically displaying what he is. I don't have time to go into all of it because I really want to get to these few certain verses. But Jesus breaks the bread. He broke the bread and he blessed it and it fed the multitude, much like his body was broken 
for us. And of course, we all have benefited from um, his body being broken on the cross. So here we have Jesus and he is just in his element. Like he is doing his thing that the God the Father has called him down to the earth for. And it's ruffling a lot of feathers. Some people are like, this dude is so crazy. At this point, people are wanting to kill Jesus. At this point, people are devoting their whole lives to Jesus and they're following Jesus. But there is a real test to those that are following him that he says in John 6. And it ministered to me a year ago, and so I want to share it with you today. This is what it says. I'm going to read the text. And listen, I just told my producer who was here in-house, we're not Bluey. So this isn't going to be seven minutes. I love Bluey. My kids love it. I'm going to rock you through this scripture just because I think the context matters. And I know that those of you that listen really are listening to be fed from the word. So here we go. John 6, 11 says this, therefore, the Jews were grumbling about him. Okay. A lot of people were like, I ain't into this Jesus guy. Okay. A lot of people loved him. A lot of people didn't. Hence his crucifixion. Therefore, the Jews were grumbling about him because he said, I am the bread that came down out of heaven. They were saying, is this not, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph? whose father and mother we know, how does he now say, I've come down out of heaven? They were not believing in this moment, these specific group of Jews. Jesus answered and said to them, don't grumble amongst yourselves. Like basically, like, like cut it out. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. Hang with me. It's about to get crazy. It is written in the prophets and they shall all be taught of God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the father except the one who is from God. He has seen the father. Truly, truly. I say to you, anyone who believes has eternal life. 48 says this, John 6, 48. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread which comes down out of heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread. Now, Jesus is saying this to people. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. This is where it gets crazy. This is where you're like, uh, Jesus, <laughs> are you there? What's going on here? This is when the disciples probably like side-eyed each other and was like, what is he talking about? Uh, this is Jesus gone. He just, he just goes in. He goes all for it. I am the living bread, verse 51, that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread also, which I give for the life of this world, is my flesh. The Jews began to argue with one another, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? This is nuts. That's my ad lib right there. So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you, crazy, eat the flesh of the Son of Man, And drink the blood, you have no life in yourselves. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day for my flesh is true food and my blood 
is true drink. He who eats my flesh, he keeps on. He says the same thing and drinks my blood, abides in me and I in him. As the living father sent me and I live because of the father. So he who eats me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. So he who eats this bread will live forever. Yeah. So Jesus is like, just eat my flesh, guys, and just drink my blood, guys. This is what he's saying. And obviously, we know hindsight that he is referencing, you know, the Last Supper. He's referencing the crucifixion, the resurrection, the whole thing. The fact that he is he is the bread of life. And we know that he came to give us eternal life. We drink in remembrance of him when we do communion at church. So he is actually referencing and forecasting what is about to come to pass. But nobody knows that. (laughs) Nobody knows that this is what is getting ready to happen. So he's forecasting what's coming. But at this point, he just sounds crazy. All right. This is what happened. Verse 59. These things he said in the synagogue. So he said these in the synagogue. It wasn't like he was sitting around eating donuts when he said this. He said them in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Therefore, listen to this. Many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, conscious that his disciples grumbled at this, said to them, does this cause you to stumble? Now, in reading through John and just being reminded of what I heard last year, I know last year, just personally, what I was going through was a difficult thing to receive from the Lord. I remember sitting and, and actually listening, listening to uh, this passage preached in church. And it was like one of those messages where you like, you know, you know, at any second you can break out into the ugly cry. <laughs> you try not to because it's like, you know, I mean, you're in church, so you have to be like, you know serious and all this stuff. But I remember listening to the pastor preach on this and I knew that God was specifically speaking to me. He had given me a hard saying, a hard thing to receive. He had given me a very, he had had spoken to me, but he'd given me something that I really didn't want to receive and didn't think I could receive. And I, in that I guess we don't have pews anymore, but in that chair was struggling with it. What I thought was the right thing to do at that moment was not what God was telling me to do. He was telling me to do something that didn't seem right. And it was hard. It was one of those hard sayings that the Lord just, that Jesus just throws out in the gospels. It was one of those hard things to receive. And as I was reminded of this last week, I was looking at all of my team and and I just want to let you know, just, just very transparently, you know, we don't do this without spiritual attack. Every one of the members of my team has been spiritually attacked in one way or the other. And we know it's as a result of us putting our lives 
and giving our lives over fully to what we do. But I was able to sit around the table and we just had just such an open discussion here. Jesus is telling the Jews, you need to eat my flesh and you need to drink my blood. And what they said in verse 60, therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a difficult statement. How can I even listen to it? How can I even process what you're saying? This sounds off and it sounds crazy, but it was from the Messiah. Sometimes, as I sat around the table, I told my team, sometimes God gives us these really hard, weird things. And they're difficult to process and they're difficult to understand. And we, we almost fight them at first, even though we know that the Lord is speaking to us. We fight them. And I feel like that's you guys today, too. What has God given you in your life that is so difficult to receive? What has God given you in your life? You're a disciple, just like all these people that were listening to him. You're, you're, you're there. You're like tried and true. You're ride or die with Jesus. And then all of a sudden, somewhere in your journey, you get stopped with one of these hard things that God allows in your life. And I think a lot of you guys are facing that today. It's hard. It's hard to receive. You can't even understand it, much less receive it. This was hard to even understand. What? What are you talking about? We're not going to eat. Like, this is crazy. They couldn't even process it, much less understand it, much less receive it. And I want to say, if that is you today, press in to your faith and what you know is the character of God. Peter becomes the... He becomes the hero of this story. Let me read on. Therefore, many of the disciples, when they heard this, they said this. This is a difficult statement. Who can understand it? Verse 61 says this. But Jesus, conscious, he was aware that it was hard for them to receive. Conscious that his disciples grumbled at this, said to them, does this cause you to stumble? He knew that it was going to be hard, but he said it nonetheless. He knew that it was going to be hard, but he said it because he knew it would eventually prepare them for what was getting ready to happen to him. Verse 62. What then if you see the son of man ascending to where he was before that he's saying, listen, I'm about to resurrect. What are you going to do when I resurrect? You think this is hard? How are you going to process the fact that I ascend to where I was before, which was right there with God in heaven? Verse 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. All of this stuff is very confusing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit in our life. Verse 64. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who it was that would betray him. Talking about Judas. And he was saying, for this reason, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it's been granted him from the father. Verse 66, and this is where I want to just sit for a second. As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. We got two more verses I want to review 
after I talk about this. As a result of this hard saying, as a result of this (laughs) thing that is very difficult to understand, much less receive, because they couldn't quite wrap their human mind around what he was saying as a result, many of his disciples were not walking with him anymore. Last year, uh, when I heard this preached, I knew, of course, I'll never forsake the Lord ever. I'm just, I'm just not going to do that. I know he's real. I know he's, he's done so much for me. But there was a lot that I was contemplating when it came to, you know, what, what, future, where are we going? <laughs> where are we going with the ministry? Where are we going with everything that is that I was, I was dealing with at that moment? And I knew when I was given a hard saying, I had the option. I can press in and just by faith, even though I don't understand, I could press in by faith. And I could believe that whatever God is saying, even though I don't understand it, whatever God's allowed in my life, even though I don't understand it, I'm going to believe that he is good. And I'm going to believe that he is eventually going to bring good to me. I knew I had the option at that moment to press in to my faith and say, nope, I know you're good. You're going to make sense of this eventually. You're going to come through eventually. Or I had the option and the opportunity of being like one of these disciples that as a result of the hard saying, we're no longer walking with him any longer. We all have a choice when we're faced with something so hard, so debilitating, so crazy, and we know that God has allowed it or he said it to us in our life. We all have a choice. My choice was to press in. That's what I decided to do. And I I, <laughs> I even had uh, conversations with my husband during this time, like, does anyone even care? Is anyone even listening? Is anyone even whatever? And listen, I've been doing this for a long time, but you get to a place When there is such a difficult thing to understand where you start questioning everything. My hard saying, press me further in. And now we're a year out or ish. I see why the hard saying. I see the result of the hard saying. I see what God was doing in me, how he was pruning me, how he was growing me because of the hard saying that he gave me. Now I'm so glad I pressed in. But I feel like some of you guys are on the prefaces. That's not the word. I don't even know. We're going to be human, okay? You're about to opt out. You're about to say, this is too hard. I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I'm not, I'm not with you on this one. It's, it seems crazy. And I just feel like the message to you today is don't be one of those disciples who left. In this instance, let's be Peter. Look what happens. As a result of this, 66, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. Verse 67. So Jesus said to the 12, you do not want to go away also, do you? You don't want to go away, 
do you? There's so much wrapped up in that. 68, Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. To whom shall we go? Let's be a Peter. I think this question of the Lord, you know, Jesus was getting ready to walk into, you know, the Holy Week and like the whole thing. So he knew what was coming. And he also knew that during that time of of Palm Sunday, all the way to the Last Supper, all the way to Gethsemane, to the cross, to the resurrection, he needed people that would be able to withstand what he was actually forecasting in this passage in, in John. He needed people that would be able to carry on the ministry of Jesus through the church. So he weeded some people out. But if you remember who the church was built on, it was Peter. On this rock, I will build my church. What he says in this moment, Simon Peter answered to him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. I believe this is probably Peter's crowning moment and why God chose to start the church on basically him, him leading the church. Moving forward, I want to ask you this. If you are being tempted to like give up on all this Jesus stuff and God stuff and whatever it is. And I mean, I I know this is a really transparent merit message and it's not really as greasy as I like to say as some of the other ones are because I always have a ton of notes. In this moment, if you're like, I'm about to, I just can't anymore. I'm just tired. I can't believe anymore. Whatever. God knows that. God knows he's given you a hard saying. God knows he's given you a hard thing to process. God knows he gave me something hard to process last year. But my response was just like Peter. To whom would, would we go? Where would I go? What am I going to find, you know, pleasure and, you know, success or degrees or, you know, what kind of car we drive or like this is that all that is so meaningless. Where would we go? Where would I go? Where would you go? Honestly, answer that. Where? Peter knew what I knew last year. I'm not going anywhere. Because You, Jesus, although this is so hard, you have the words of eternal life. And because you have that, I'm going to trust you through this. Because this sounds so crazy and it is so hard. But because you have that, I'm just going to believe through this. To whom, Lord, would we go? Yesterday, I had a conversation with three different people who have been served a hard saying from the Lord. Three different people, three different scenarios, excuse me, who have been served this hard saying, a hard thing, 
and they're questioning, they're wondering, and they're on the fence. And it broke my heart last night as I was going to bed. I was, I was just, just broken because I know so, so many people are here right now and for whatever reason. I don't even know why. But I want to pray for you because I know you're tuned in. I know it's turned up. I know you're listening. And I, I, I'm going to pray now as opposed to the end of the show. Lord Jesus, you see the temptation to leave. You see the option that whoever is listening right now that is so frustrated and so confused and so just off about what you just put in front of them. You see what they are trying to decide to do. And Lord Jesus, I just pray in this moment that you would minister to them in a way that only you know how to. I pray in this moment, Lord, that you would just comfort their heart and that you would tell them, yes, this is hard. But what you don't understand now, you will understand later. Trust me. I pray for those that are like, ugh, I'm so on the fence. I pray that you would reignite a passion for you in them. I pray for that person that is just doesn't even know how they're going to process making it through the next week, the next month, the next year because of this hard thing that they're facing. I pray, Lord, that you would remind them, yes, you do. You have the words of eternal life. I pray that the boldness of Peter would rise up in them as they are determining what they're going to do moving forward. I pray, God, that they would ultimately surrender and say, I do trust you. I know your character, even though it's hard. I know who you are. I've seen you. I know who you are. Even though this is hard, it's so challenging, Lord. And I pray that maybe for the first time ever, they would be so transparent with you. Maybe for the first time, they would stop the plastic prayers and they would actually say, I don't get this. You've got to help me. I pray that they would cry out to you with a new authenticity today. And Lord, walk them through it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I hope that encouraged you guys today. Oh my gosh, I'm crying over here. Woo! Um, we're going to take just a quick break, and then I'm going to come back with a question and with a story about what God is doing in your life. I couldn't love you more, and I totally understand. Listen, I get it. I I have had a lot of hard sayings, so I get it. Stick with the Lord. Let's be a Peter. Where would we go? You have the words of eternal life. I'll be back in just a quick sec. Are you new to this whole Jesus thing and don't know where to start? Or maybe you've been following him for a while and you want to dig deeper into the word of God. Then you've come to the right place. 
Each month, Autumn hosts an online, in-depth Bible study through Facebook Live called The Jesus Initiative. The Jesus Initiative is a monthly spiritual challenge to anyone willing to join and grow deeper in their faith. She covers topics such as fasting, studying the scriptures, and even how to hear from God. Autumn desires to help break down complex topics in a way that's easy for everyone to understand and to implement into their own lives. The goal of the Jesus Initiative is to tackle real-life topics in a real-life way grounded in the Word of God. Understanding the things of God doesn't have to be hard. If you're a believer who wants to grow in your faith and strengthen your relationship with God, these Bible studies will help you do just that. Simply search Autumn Miles on Facebook or on Instagram and click the follow button so you can stay in the loop for when the next Bible study begins. Okay, guys, we are back after the break. I'm telling you, we just sat and I just like teared up a little bit after that. I really felt the Lord on that. Listen, I know, I know God is, for whatever reason, a lot of people are walking through hard things, hard sayings, hard just situations, and I get it and I feel it. And I know that I know how faithful he is. And I want to remind you that he's not just faithful to me. He's not just faithful to your neighbor down the street who seems to have her life together. He is going to be faithful to you. Our producers here in uh, Dallas for this recording, which is awesome. And he was just telling us about a hard thing that he had to walk through. And he had to walk through it for, what did you say, five years? Five years. He said God never let him down. He always supplied and provided for them. And I want to just pass that along to you. The encouragement, the character of God is unchanging. It is perfect. It is so good. And sometimes when we don't understand these hard things, we can always trust his character. He knows that we're human. He knows how he created us. So I want to get to a question from a follower, and then we're going to get into what is God doing in your life? Question from a follower. This is it. This is uh, from someone named Precious, which I thought was just so precious, and I'm sure they have heard that a lot. They said, how do you know you are going through a difficult transition? Now, a couple of weeks ago, I did a message about a hard transition, okay? She says, I think it's a she, how do you know you're going through a difficult transition? I'm going through a dark and difficult season, but I can't tell if it's a transition or not, okay? I would just say to you, the disciples didn't know. I know you're referring to this particular message when I talked about the disciples, you know, seeing Jesus walking through Jerusalem on a donkey with the palm branches. And he was like the big guy in town. And then a couple of days later, he's arrested and he's crucified. OK, that was a hard transition for the disciples. The disciples did not know. They did not know what was what it was happening, okay? They looked around at their life, and we know from the text, which if you want to refer back to that message, I believe it was my Easter message, uh, they did not know the hard transition was happening. So my answer to you about how do you know you're going through a difficult transition, I'm going through a dark and difficult season, but I can't tell if it's a tra- transition or not. Precious, sometimes you don't know. You just don't. When God brings something hard into your life, I will tell you this. He either wants to change you 
or he wants to change your situation and your circumstance. So probably without even knowing it, even if your circumstances don't change, you inwardly will probably transition to being stronger, more mature, more full of faith, more confident, more whatever after this hard trial. I hope that makes sense. For the disciples, they were actually physically going through a transition. Jesus was resurrected from the dead and he was about to ascend to heaven and all of his ministry was going to fall on their shoulders. So there was a very hard transition for them. For you, sometimes you don't know at first. That's why it's so vital that, like I said in that message, we remember what God has told us before the trial. We remember what God has told us before all of a sudden our life is in disarray. Remember his character, like I just said uh, before the break. Remember who he is. And on the other side of this, you'll know if God is actually transitioning to you a new season or he's just growing you on the inside, okay? That's my best answer for that. I hope that helps you, precious. I want to tell you of what God is doing in your life. Now, like I said, we just talked about the bag of cats that my sister-in-law sent my daughter. But what is God doing in your life? Because you already know what's happening in my life. This was an incredible testimony from Kelly. She writes this, faith equals believing without seeing. With 25 years of medical trials resulting in from a car accident I should have died in, multiple surgeries, continual bad doctor's reports, 20 years of chronic daily pain has continued to heal me and bring me through step by step. Healing is typically a process that can take years. Don't lose faith. I love that. A lot of you guys know that my brother was in a horrible motorcycle accident several years ago. And I will just have to say that attitude of he is healing me every single day is one that I know we've clung to in our family. But what a beautiful thing that God is not just doing in her body. God is doing in her faith. This is happening right among us, you guys. God is healing people. He is maturing their faith right in our community. So God bless you. Kelly, I'm so thankful for your perspective. Thanks for sending us in what God is doing in your life. If you want to send me what God is doing in your life, email me at hello at autumnmiles.com. You can email me with a question, with a statement, with something. Like some of you guys just email us and you're like, I just have to tell somebody and nobody cares and no one wants to listen. Well, we care. We want to know. Tell us your story. Tell us what God has done for you. Tell us how he's redeemed you. Tell us about that miracle that you just feel like the world needs to know. I would love to be an avenue to get that out to the world. If you have any sort of question, You can email, but also DM us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I would love, love, love to answer any questions that you have or just comment on any of my posts. We kind of, we kind of like look through all of it. I love y'all so much. I hope this message encouraged you today. Ah, I love getting to do this. I will see you guys next week with a brand new, totally fresh episode of the Autumn Mile Show. Have an awesome week. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in to The Autumn Miles Show. 
Be sure to follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube to stay connected and in the loop with what's happening with the ministry. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. AutumnMiles.com is also the place where you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. She is devoted to spiritually challenging people and the way that they think. She is a passionate advocate for the Word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. Reach out today and book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Just go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab. Then scroll down for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next time for another episode of The Autumn Miles Show.